Welcome, 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 welcome to another edition of the Out of My League podcast. I'm Justin. I'm Deshaun. And as always, we are here to give you the latest sports takes, debates, updates, and of course, the news, news, news. What's up, man? I'm live from North Carolina. How's it going up in Bristol? Boo. (laughs) (laughs) It's pouring. We are in a whole blizzard. (laughs) Oh, man, that sucks. Raining here, so the weather isn't that great, but it is like low 60s, upper 50s, so I can't really complain. Thankful for the weather. Glad I'm not in that snow. My Lord. Don't miss that at all, man. Don't it's like miss that at all. 23 degrees out with like four inches of snow on the ground, maybe more. <laughs> oh, nah. I ain't never coming back. Fuck that. Ain't no way. Ain't no way, man. How's your weekend? It was solid, man. It was really solid. I, um, I just watched the combine. Honestly, I watched a lot of the combine. I watched every day of the combine for every position group. So it was pretty nice. Dope. Nice, nice. And we're definitely going to get into the combine later. My weekend was good, too, man. I actually got to, you know, head home to see the family. And I caught up with Charlotte FC for the biggest MLS crowd ever. (laughs) Topping out at a little over 74,000 in Charlotte as they took on the LA Galaxy in their home opener. And it was dope, man. Not going to lie. Crazy atmosphere. Love watching soccer. Also kind of boring because nobody scored until about the 80th minute. So I think it ended up being 1-0. But nevertheless, the game was good. The atmosphere was good. And the Queen City was booming. That's but enough of that because this week we are all in the NFL. And we are going to jump straight into it as the QB dominoes are starting to fall into place, man. A lot of moves over the past few days. And we are going to begin with that bad man, Aaron Rodgers, re-signing with the Packers yet again. With the contract upwards of $50 million a year, hasn't been confirmed yet. And I know they are trying to restructure so they don't have as much of a cap hit. Yeah. But it is supposed to be about a four-year deal. What does this mean for the Packers long-term, man? It means that, you know, they realized they weren't going to win. <laughs> and they might, <laughs> and they still might not win with Rodgers. So I'm about to say, they still ain't winning. Yeah, this is a situation where they were in a lose-lose. Aaron Rodgers held them hostage basically i mean his decision i mean (laughs) his decision kind of held them they couldn't do nothing without him and then once he made his decision that's when they can start uh trying to figure out the rest of the the pieces to the puzzle uh free agency and and, you know the draft and all those kinds of things but right now if you're looking at him it's still like this team you know it's kind of falling apart because of the contracts and the franchise yes. tag of Devonte adams yep. they're trying yep. to work out a, a long-term extension for him and you know lower his yep. cap hit but this is a situation to where we don't know the direction of the packers moving forward and we don't know if they're going to even be that effective moving forward i mean the mm-hmm. nfc is kind of wide open with all the moves that's going on we'll get the, the yep. rest of the moves here but this is a situation to where the Packers thought they had their best QB in the, in the conference, and they mm-hmm. still think they can win and be competitive. We'll yep. see how it goes because they they fell short the last ten years. So, 
Yeah, and, and if we look at Aaron Rodgers over the last three years, they've been 13 and three in the regular season. And yet in the playoffs, they just haven't been able to get it done. So I want to ask you this. Do you think that Aaron Rodgers, if he does take around 50 million per year, that's going to be a huge cap hit yeah. on the Packers. Is that a good thing necessarily? I know, you know, he's worth all the money in the world. Get your money, get paid. But I feel like people are going to have to start, especially, you know, looking at the latter part of their career, they're going to have to start taking that Tom Brady route, taking less money to pay other players just so you can win. Because if Aaron Rodgers is taking on all this money, along with the franchise tag on Devontae Adams, do they really have enough money to go around and sign other key players? Right. This is a valid question. And I don't I don't know if they can. Right. Like, I, I just don't mm-hmm. know if. You know, because they're okay. still about twenty six, twenty seven million right over the right. salary cap, and they yeah, need to right. be they need to be under by uh, March sixteenth at four p.m. So this is a right. situation to where the general manager and all the cap gurus in the building and so on and so forth, they really need to do some work because they're going to lose a lot of key players, especially on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, this offseason and they, they're not a great drafting team as well so it's like you know you're kind of picking your poison with that I don't know the direction of the team and I, I think that it was a mistake for them okay. not to try to persuade Aaron Rodgers to leave uh, oh wow because, okay. yeah I mean I love Aaron Rodgers I think Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback in the league and all those things mm-hmm. but the way that contract is going to handicap that team Mm-hmm. I, and you're not going to have any resources to help. So we're going to be back at square one. Aaron Rodgers right. needs help. And we've been saying this for like six years. And last <laughs> last year was actually his best chance to win. But they got eliminated mm-hmm. by the 49ers again. So yeah, I agree. this is yeah. a situation to where, you know, it's tough on both, both sides. Like, you know, if you're the Packers, you can't really say no to Aaron Rodgers coming back. And you're right. if you're Aaron Rodgers... Do you want to win a Super Bowl? And he, right. I understand he wants these, to be with Devontae the qu- Adams. These are but the also your de- their defense is going to take major hits because you don't have the money to pay these guys. Right. So right, and yeah, I'm looking at the situation, and I know that they got a new special teams coach. You know, heading into this season, and special teams was definitely one of their Achilles' heels last year because you know they had some bad special teams plays against the 49ers albeit because they should have won that game and Aaron Rodgers didn't play great particularly but Aaron Rodgers again is a two-time you know back-to-back MVP here Mm -hmm. so we know Aaron Rodgers can perform but if you're gonna hold your team hostage with the money situation you're not gonna be able to re-sign those key players so I feel like did they really get better no not really I feel like in the long run this actually may hurt them because while they're bringing back the same team that they had and they, you know, were a few plays away from potentially going to the Super Bowl and winning it all. I feel like as the season, you know, as the years progress, they're going to lose some of those key players who seek bigger bags because you're giving your biggest bag to the quarterback. Well, deserved. But unfortunately, that's not the recipe for success. You know, if you want all the money, there's no money for anyone else, and you can't expect to have supreme talent without without money so that's gonna hurt i want to ask you one thing before we move off from the packers yeah how should jordan love feel after these years in green bay just sitting behind a rod and essentially he's kind of just wasting his youth some would say yeah i mean you know this that's a great point and i think that him and his agent should go to the packers management and say i want to be traded 
I need to be in a position to the, where I can start and grow as a quarterback. Yeah, and he hasn't been developing. able to play. Yeah, he's yeah, not even playing. Right. He, he's not even playing. He's literally withering away on the bench. And this is the team that moved up to get him in right. the draft. Yeah. And they haven't played him in three years. And it's, it's he's literally sitting on the bench wasting his time there. And we don't know what this guy can bring to the table because we haven't seen him on the professional stage. So yeah. I feel like he's, you know – basically being held back because obviously you have a better quarterback ahead of you, but you're a young and up and coming QB. You want to make a name for yourself. You want to prove that, you know, you are worth them moving up to get you, but you don't get the chance. So yeah, I'm demanding a trade if I'm Jordan Love. And if I'm the Packers, I'm definitely trying to, you know, get him out of there to try to get some type of assets back. Because I feel like with the deal you're about to give Aaron Rodgers, you can use all the help you can get. Am I right? Yeah, I mean, even if it's you're getting you're getting rid of Jordan Love for a third round pick or a second round pick, that still helps you, right? Like you still mm-hmm. want an asset in exchange for basically a loss asset because you took him in the first round and he hasn't done anything for your team. So, right. you know, this is a situation to where they they know they messed up now. They know they messed I, up when taking him in the yep. first round. They knew they messed up while just leaving him on the bench all these years without yep. him playing, no development, no nothing. And now it's a situation to where you got to cut your losses. So yeah, it, bad it, mistake. it's time. Yeah. It's time to cut your losses and try to just get back whatever you can to help your team, because you're obviously not planning on using him, especially if you're signing Rogers for the next four years or so. Yeah. So yeah, you might as well get rid of him. Like he's not doing nothing but wasting away on your bench. So yeah, I think it's time for Jordan love to move on the Seahawks, man. They moved on from mm-hmm. Danger Russ offloading a haul of picks, three players including Noah Fant, Shelby Harris, and Drew Locke to the Broncos, man. Are the Broncos now legit Super Bowl contenders in the AFC? No. Um, they're going to be a playoff team, but mm-hmm. there's too much talent in the AFC. All those quarterbacks, even in their own division, there's so much talent, even (laughs) in their own division. So this is a situation to where the Broncos are not – they're not a finished product by any stretch. They do have Mm -hmm. weapons on the outside. They they do have really good running backs. They need to improve the interior of their offensive line. They need a right tackle as well. And then you you flip it over to the defense. They lost a pass rusher now in Shelby Harris, so you need to improve – at defensive line, specifically defensive tackle, and you need not, now you need another edge rusher as well. Linebacking court is still the middle of the defense. You struggled last year. You try to make a trade with um, the uh, Rams to bolster that linebacking crew. It didn't improve a little bit, but not by much. So you need a linebacker. Like mm-hmm. this team has holes to fill. Um, okay. You know, it's not a, it's not a done product. The secondary is pretty much intact, though. You have some young guys in the back end that are really, really good, Justin Simmons and others. Um, but this is a situation to where um, this team has a window, and okay, you you have a window with all your young receivers under contract, all your yep. young backs under contract. Yep. And then you have you already have Russell Wilson for two years without giving him any more money. So this, you have very, very key specific positions to address this offseason, both mm-hmm. in free agency and the draft, and they need to hit all of them. 
have to hit because I agree. You talk I about agree. the Chiefs, you talk about the Raiders up and coming, you talk about the Chargers. Like that's just in your division. Like yeah, <laughs> yeah, literally. That that's literally. just in your division, your conference. We're that, talking about that, Lamar Jackson. I mean Justin Herbert. I mean you have court Joe Burrow. You have quarterback after quarterback after quarterback, and all these the teams. AFC is loaded. Yeah, the, these are powerhouses yeah. in the AFC, yeah. and just yeah. because you traded for Russell Wilson doesn't give you a better chance to win. Yes. But you are also in a division where a lot of good quarterbacks are there. A lot of good teams are there. And you you have a lot of teams, and this is the key, you have a lot of teams right now in the AFC that have rookie quarterbacks that they aren't paying anything to that they can keep on adding talent to. You have a veteran quarterback who you're paying $35-plus million to, and you have your at least two of your three receivers under contract, but you're a team that has to now – be creative cap wise to supplement yeah. that because you don't yeah. have the rookie quarterback on a cheap contract to keep on adding talent to. So we're going to see. Yeah. I think, I think it's going to be interesting. Uh, I want you to rank those teams for me now in that division, just real quickly. You have the chiefs at one. Yes. Yep. Are the Broncos at two or the chargers chargers, please. Chargers at two. Yep. Ooh. See right now I have the Broncos at two and I have the chargers at three. I'm assuming we both had the Raiders at four, correct? Yes. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so let me ask you this. What do you expect out of Russell Wilson this season for the Broncos? I mean, I expect Russ to be Russ. Um, this is going to be an efficient offense. The offensive coordinator comes over from Green Bay. He's now the head coach. Yep. This is going to be a really good fit. It's going to be a, a high-powered offense. Schematically, it's going to be really, really good Somebody for the receivers. Lo- Somebody loves the deep ball. He can get downfield. Yeah, and also, like, like, you know, not only using Russ just sticking in the pocket, but sometimes those off-platform plays, those unscheduled plays that the play breakdowns that a Drew Locke couldn't do, a Teddy Bridgewater couldn't do, he will do it. And he also has the arm to throw guys open, right, the anticipation of the routes forming downfield. And I think that it's important to also highlight that he's working with a lot of young receivers too, so one one thing Russell Wilson and I will give him credit for that he's one of the very few quarterbacks that gets all his receivers together in the offseason and they just throw yeah. wherever yeah. they find the location at they just throw and I think the I think the chemistry is going to be there I think the excitement obviously is there in mm-hmm. Denver they're also you know kind of for sale right now so this is you know is mm-hmm. <laughs> an appealing <laughs> uh, team to buy now yeah. Um, yeah. But this is all. This is a team that you know. It's a really good team. I just don't think I'm going to put them over the Chiefs, and I think the Chargers are coming. They're going to get even better this off season. Yep. I agree. Um, I agree. One I like thing the Chargers, Chargers need to address is defensive tackle and middle linebacker. Like they need run stoppers, defensive tackle specifically. They need run stoppers on that team yep. in the worst way. Um, yeah. But no, this is this is a tough division. It's going to come down to the last two weeks of the season. And I think that Kansas City is going to be the first seed. I think the Chargers is a must to get in the playoffs this year. They cannot miss the playoffs like what they, they like did this past year. If they lose due to analytics. They lose to analytics again. I mean I, I don't know. I don't know how many times we went over this in the five <laughs> in previous fives, man. One day their coach will grow up and understand that. Analytics is not the answer in yeah. everything. Yeah. Like, that's way too much. Before we get off of Seattle, man, do you think that the Broncos gave up too much for us? Because this was a huge, 
huge deal. This is a hall of picks. I'm talking, I think it was two for two, two, two ones, two twos, rounders. a fifth. Yeah, two twos, a fifth. And three players. Three players. That, that's a that's a lot. They just get rushed. And then I think they got a fourth round pick back, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah. So do you think that's too much for Russ right now? I mean, I think the value's there. I mean, you, you know what Russell Wilson provides to your team. But also, I think it's interesting that Seattle got as much as they did, even though the Broncos were bidding against themselves. Um, because Russell Wilson, after the Senior Bowl, told the Seahawks that he did not want to go to the NFC East. Washington and Philly both put in yep. their, their packages to get him, and he said yep. he did not want to come East. He wants to stay semi-out West. So, mm-hmm. yep. The Broncos are bidding against themselves. I think they knew they were bidding against themselves and still had to give up the farm for it. I'm really surprised, though, and I will say this. I'm really surprised that the Seattle Seahawks did not want not one of their their three young wideouts. I would want at least one of those. Give me Jerry Judy or, you know, Tim Patrick. Somebody is going to come to my team. That's another impact player. <laughs> I understand you got Noah Fant, but it, I don't Noah care about. Fant's a good, Noah, Noah Fant's a good tight look, end. He's no, a, he's yeah, a really Noah good Fant's good, but, but I mean. Not, yeah. You could use a Cortland side nor a Jerry like, Judy. You, yeah. Let's be honest. Drew Locke was a throw-in. He was a throw-in. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like he, right. <laughs> where, where else was he going to go? He was a throw-in in that deal. But this is a situation to where I, it's hard to say, right? I just feel like they, they gave up a lot, but I'm surprised they didn't give up more. Even though you gave okay. up three players, That's an interesting thing. Only one player is really a, a really good impact. Like Shelby Harris is a good, decent player. Let, let's don't I don't want to be you know misconstrued with that, but the best player in that deal was no offense. Was no offense. <laughs> like, yeah. You got back no yeah. offense. We, we agree. You know what I mean? And two ones, two twos, and a five. But that that here's the and here's the thing about this deal too, trading for Russell Wilson should always start with two ones. Regardless, it starts with two ones. Mm-hmm. So building yep. that trade out, I, I'm surprised that Seattle did not want any of the young wide receivers. Those are impact players. Those are also premier positions to where you're gonna get a lot of value if you wanted to deal them. Um, but yeah. you got assets to do whatever you want now. Like if you wanted to go get Deshaun Watson, you can do that. Yeah. If yeah. you wanted yeah. to take Malik yeah. Willis at number nine, yeah. you can do that. Um, yeah. But right now, what it gave Seattle is flexibility. So that's what that's one yeah. thing they're going to be doing. Yeah, we're going to touch on the Watson thing because I think that they actually set themselves up. If if not, you know, make themselves the front runner in the Watson sweepstakes, barring you know his uh, legal issues that are going to come down this Friday. Yeah. Hopefully. But you mentioned Russ not wanting to go east, and Washington was one of the teams that actually put in a bid for him, and he denied that. But the commanders actually were able to get their quarterback today, giving up two third-round picks for Colts quarterback Carson Wentz. And I have a couple of questions for this because <laughs> this is uh, <laughs> this is funny for you. This is funny for me. Um, <laughs> this is funny for all parties involved, honestly. My first question, where does this leave the Colts? who was a team that was essentially a quarterback away just last year with a team ready to win right now. They had weapons, they had an offense and a defense, and they were just a quarterback away. And it seems like Carson Wentz has literally came and gone. He's getting passed around like crazy. It's nuts. <laughs> two, two teams in two years. Where does this leave the Colts first and foremost? I mean, the, the players sp- spoke 
themselves. If you see any Colts player on Twitter today, they're tired of it. This is their fifth quarterback, you know, five quarterbacks in five years. Yeah. That's frustrating for a player. You have no consistency on offense. You have no consistency as a team leader. Carson Wentz was a captain last year. The year before, (laughs) Phillip Rivers was a captain. Like, this is the stuff we're talking about. And I I feel like, you know, if you're looking at Chris Ballard, look, look, bro, you you need to be on the hot seat. Like five quarterbacks in five years, there's no sustainability there, no consistency. The players are fed up. We Darius Leonard and the boys, they've been yeah. T- he tweeted it out. He tweeted tweet- it out. All the boys he tweeted been tweeting out. He, all the, he, Kenny he literally Darius Leonard said, "Here we go again, yeah. another another new quarterback every year." And I'm like, yeah, that's not a good look for the Colts, who is a team that we thought at the beginning of this season was, you know, essentially a top five yeah. offensive line. All they needed was a quarterback. Defensive. Yeah, all they needed was a quarterback and. Carson Wentz let them down, and I feel like he's about to do the same thing for the Commanders. That is accurate, <laughs> sir. <laughs> that, back into the NFC East goes Carson. Which Carson do you expect to show up in Washington after being traded twice in the last two seasons? The Carson Wentz we've seen the last three years? I mean, <laughs> the point is, you know, in the report came out um, probably about an hour or so ago that. And I've been reading and I, I, I wanted to ask you this. I didn't mean to cut mm-hmm. you off, but I've been reading a couple of reports and you can speak to this because, you know, you yeah. knew him when he was in Philly. There have been at least three or four reports that have came out in the last four to six hours talking about Carson Wentz's leadership yes. styles and like how he was upset. He was actually upset during the Eagles Super Bowl run that they were continuously winning without him. Yeah. And it's like, what? Like, what are you doing? Like, he's he's known as somebody who can't take criticism, Mm -hmm. who doesn't like to be coached hard, who isn't really a leader with the players. Like, is this the same Carson? Were these all traits that were shown in Philly that you've seen towards his tenure in there? Yeah. And this is this is something that. After the Super Bowl run, the Eagles Super Bowl run, we saw, you know, some coaches depart the coaching staff. And we saw Frank Wright mm-hmm. go to the Colts. We saw John Filippo yep. uh, end up leaving after that. And then we saw Doug Peterson promote Press Taylor, who's now the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville. And a, a big part of Press Taylor becoming the offensive coordinator or the pass game coordinator was that Carson? That was Carson Wentz's friend. He babied him. He he nurtured him. Right, they're around the same age. They had a lot of the same views. And Carson Wentz did not like being coached hard. John D. Filippo was one of the better QB coaches in the National Football League. He was a huge part of Carson Wentz's development his rookie year and year two when he was going crazy. And it's because he coached him hard. He coaches him hard, and he makes sure that the quarterbacks understand their responsibilities from week to week, from day to day, from play to play. And any if you know anything about John DeFilippo, he, he, he's going to get on you. And, you know, it might not be, you know, nice what he says and the way he says it, but it's all constructive criticism. And Carson Wentz and him argue. They, have, they butted heads. They got a multiple arguments. There's times where Frank Reich had to pull Carson aside to get him away from the situation to call him that, calm him down. And Doug Peterson was in the middle of that, trying to regulate that entire situation. But the players in the building knew that Carson Wentz could not take constructive criticism, which was a huge backfall, which is why they, they 
tended to love Nick Foles more, which is why they fell in love with Jalen Hurts because those people, those guys could take constructive criticism. They, they always wanted to do what's best for the team. Carson Wentz consistently argued back with his offensive coordinators, his head coach, and his QB coach all the time. Like he was, it was almost like he knew it all. Too much ego. Too much ego. And you know you can't play. You can't play like that. And when you play reckless and dumb, and you're not listening, and you're arguing back and forth in practice and games and all those kinds of stuff, and you're getting altercations, like that's not a good look. And you can't be a leader that way. So you know this is a situation to where it's been happening the last three years, and that's why ultimately the Eagles had to go ahead and cut their losses because it was hurting their team. Yeah. No, I mean, everything that's come out, you know, about this trade today, um, it, it's not Washington didn't give up too much as far as the third round picks, although they will be taking on the rest of his contract, yeah. which is un- un- unfortunate for them. But, you know, still to only give up two third round picks isn't terrible. One could turn into a second round pick if Carson Wentz yeah. plays 70 percent of the games. And yeah, I just think this all falls on Carson. Like mm-hmm. his reputation in the league has kind of it's sunken a lot. Yeah. Like it's plummeted a lot. Like players don't really have respect for him. They don't think he's a true leader. They think he's full of himself. He makes a lot of bad decisions. Carson Wentz thinks he's Pat Mahomes. And he thinks he, <laughs> you know, he can improv like Russell Wilson. And he's neither of those players. Yeah. Yeah. You can't, you can't, you know turn nothing into something like Russ and you don't have the arm talent of Pat Mahomes. So right. I don't know why you try to make some of these wild passes. So it's like, you need to learn to stay in your lane. And I'm hoping more than anything that, you know, he can just humble himself. Like, yeah. I think they, I think that, you know, being moved twice in two years, I actually think that more than anything, this is going to bring out either the best in Carson or it's going to like eventually like tank into a permanent bench spot, like a permanent backup role, because either he's going to say, I'm going to prove these people wrong yeah. and he's going to try to play over the top and be extra trash <laughs> or he's going to be humbled and realize that, yo, maybe I'm not who I thought I was. Like maybe I'm not, you know, the best player on the field and I get it to have confidence, but you you really need to think about this like you're being passed around like yeah you being you being passed around like you from the a dog like like, like you like bro like they get they they just tossing you man like like it's it's not a good look like it it is what it is like it's not a good look and now you're coming back to the nfc east you're going up against the eagles twice a year um, <laughs> that, that's gonna that, yeah that, that's gonna that's gonna be interesting in itself like yeah. can't wait for you to hear them philly fans boo you in philly good lord <laughs> ben simmons that's part two be, yeah i'm about to say that's gonna be ben simmons right there that's gonna be that's gonna be ben simmons just the nfl version so it's like i feel like he's gonna actually have to you know really buckle down and understand who he is and like actually step up to be a leader because we, what we've seen over the last few years is he's incapable of being that guy when you need him. Yeah. All right, man. Deshaun Watson's case is being presented before a grand jury this Friday mm-hmm. and pending any news, you know, prevalent to football and like allowing him to play again. Where do you see Watson going at this point after the QB dominoes have fallen literally in, within the past like eight hours or so? Yeah, I mean, I would pay attention to Carolina. I'd pay attention to Seattle. I would also pay attention to Philadelphia. Pitt. I was going to say Pitt. I think I think Pitt is a sleeper. 
that nobody's really talking about. But I think Pitt has quietly been setting themselves up uh, post Roethlisberger to really make a make a push for Big Ben. But uh, why would you say Philadelphia? Do you not think that you're sold on Hurts uh, just yet? I I don't think that's it. But the fact that the general manager sent a, hired a private investigator and sent them down to Houston. Oh, true. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. some interest he there. Kind of, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah kind of, I mean, he, he, if you're going to do your due diligence, you're not doing it for no reason. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. You're not. You're not doing it for no reason. They're doing. They're doing everything they can to get the information on what's going on with Watson right now. But mm-hmm. I don't. I don't think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are in that sweepstakes. I do think okay. that they love Malik, Malik Willis. I also think they like Kenny Pickett. So we're gonna see. Um, I think that. You know, Jimmy G's a possibility there. I think Jimmy G's also a high possibility for the Colts. Um, yeah, and, that, and, and that's what I was going to say because I wanted to say that I'm not really big on any of the QBs coming out of the correct. draft just yet that are ready to jump in and win right now. Yeah. So that's why I can't agree with you there as far as still is kind of waiting around to jump on the QB in the draft. But yeah, like we have a few quarterbacks left. And it's getting smaller and smaller as far as the pool. Yeah. Aside from Watson, is Jimmy G right now the next big quarterback name to be on the move? Yeah. And I think that, you know, I think he's going to get moved closer to the draft. He just got surgery on his shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, but it wouldn't surprise me if Jimmy G's moved in the next two or three weeks just because, you know, teams want to know who their quarterback is. Free agents. Right. Free agency kicks right. off next week. They want to know who they're going to yeah. be, you know, playing with. So, this is a situation to where I'll watch the Colts for sure on that. I'll watch the Steelers. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Steelers and Colts like, for uh, Jimmy G for sure. Yeah, I feel, I feel like Jimmy G could definitely step into a Colts organization where you don't have to do too much. Like yeah. you have a great running back. Just take back, care of the ball. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you just have to take care of the ball. And I mean, that's what Jimmy G does. He's a he's a game manager. I want to ask you about Mitch Trubisky because his name has been coming up a lot as a hot commodity on the quarterback market. And yeah. I have no idea why. Me either. Um, uh, <laughs> well, 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 I guess we're in the same boat. <laughs> I guess we're in the same boat because I have no idea why he's being coveted as a name floating around to be like a hot commodity. Um, I even heard on NFL Live earlier that if he was coming out of college right now, he would be the number one pick. And I was like, wait, what? Like, why? Who L- what? LOL. Like, yeah, like, I, I guess, man. Like, I don't know what he's done in Buffalo to prove that, he, you know, he's balling now. Yeah. But it's the same Mitch that was turning off TVs in the locker room. Yeah. You're not selling me. You're, like, you're not, you're not selling me on him being, like, the main guy um, my way. So, yeah, I'm interested to see what the, uh, what the other QB – dominoes will fall into place i do think the colts are going to make a move i think the steelers will make a move i'm not sure if the panthers are going to make a move i think they could make a move they should make a move but i don't know if they will because i just don't believe in that rule or david tepper right now i think they love <laughs> i think i mean they struck out they struck out with russell wilson they struck yep. out with aaron Rodgers. i think they're 100 percent definitely trying to they're definitely trying to, to get carolina watson. i mean to uh watson yeah they definitely want watson bad I, but. I think they're definitely trying to commit to watson but I think what the Seattle did, um, I think they really set themselves up with all the yeah. assets that they just gathered. I think that that could be very, very intriguing for a Watson package. Like, essentially, think about them getting Russ. I mean, getting rid of Russ and getting Watson. Like, they got younger and better. Yeah. So, I mean, that would be a win-win for them. Yeah, and it's it's interesting, too, because I know the Texans are asking for 
six combined assets. Yeah, that, that, right, a lot. But they want at lot. least three first-round picks, and yeah. they want players too. So we're going to see how that forms and, you know, what it ends up being. But you're right. I mean, Seattle for sure has the assets to right. move on on uh, Watson. They also have the draft capital now to get back in the first round or trade back in the first round. Yeah. To get a yeah. Malik Willis, who I, you know, it's been rumored that they like. They also like Mac Coral, so we'll see. I know, the, I know the Steelers <laughs> like Malik Willis as well. This is a situation. There's two teams that want the same quarterback, but I think Seattle has their eyes on two quarterbacks, and Malik Willis is one of them, and Matt Coral is the second one. What Pittsburgh was the team to coach. Uh, Malik Willis, I believe, in the Senior Bowl. So they're familiar with the player. They know the player. They've talked to the player many of times, both at the Combine and at the Senior Bowl. They have all the information on the player. And I believe Tomlin really likes the player. So we'll see come draft time. Yeah. I think it's good. Yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. Like I said, I'm not really sold on any of the quarterbacks coming out of the draft. So I, I think that if you can get somebody that is a bona fide baller in Deshaun Watson, like you go all in for him. If you don't get it, then we see what happens. Yeah. Like, I'm not sold on, you know, I wouldn't go out and go out my way to offload the farm for Mitch Trubisky or Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, right. So, yeah, I think Watson will be the next domino. And then after that, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Yeah, I think right, I think Trubisky goes to the Giants, by the way. I think he's going to compete with Daniel Jones for the starting Okay. Game. Just because okay. Brian Dayball uh, is now the head coach and Mitch Trubisky was yep. with the Bills last year and yep. all that, the familiarity yep. and all that. Yeah, no, that makes sense. All right, man, some notable uh, franchise tag players we've seen. We've seen Chris Godwin get the tag. Mm-hmm. Devontae Adams, like we mentioned earlier. Dalton Schultz got the tag. Cam Robinson, Mike Gisecki, uh, Jesse Bates. All those names uh, tagged. I don't know if I'm missing any other big names, but were, did any of these shock you at all? Cam Robinson. <laughs> uh, I was going to say Dalton Schultz. <laughs> Cam Robinson. I was, I was going to say Dalton Schultz. Like, I understand that, you know, Dallas is locking down their players. And I think Amari Cooper is um, probably going to be a free agent here soon. Yeah. Should be a solid free agent wide receiver class, if I'm not mistaken. Without question. Um, yeah, this year. It should be some solid free agent wide receivers. But, yeah, the uh, the Dalton Schultz thing, it, it kind of threw me off a little bit. Why Why Cam Robinson? Because Cam Robinson's not that great. Um, and <laughs> this is the second. This call, call is the, spade spade. Yeah, this is the second straight year where the Jags have franchise tagged him, and I'm trying to figure out why you had the number one overall pick. There are three tackles that are better than him in this draft. (laughs) I do not understand this for the life of me, why you franchise tag this man again. I will not understand it for the life, unless they're going to take Aiden Hutchinson. But I would not rule out tackles still at number one overall. I would not rule it out at all. True, true. No, that I mean that makes perfect sense, especially if you say you have three three other offensive linemen in the draft better than him. And this this draft is loaded with line talent, offensive mm-hmm. line and defensive line. So you definitely, if anything, could get you something with the Jags pick. I mean, you can get literally anybody. Mm-hmm. You, it's your pick of the litter. So yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting uh, moving forward who the Jags pick. And speaking of the picks, uh, I know you said you watched the combine all weekend. So give me some takes on the combine, man. What were your main takeaways? This is a loaded edge rusher class. I mean, there's so many and linebackers as well. This is a, a really, really good front seven draft. Interior lineman as well, offensive lineman, interior offensive lineman. This is a really good draft for that as well. 
This is um is you know like I said, there's not a, a Chase Young or anybody in that cl- in this type right. of class for that. Right. But there's a whole bunch of guys that are going to make an impact. There's there's a lot of great depth guys as well. This is a this is how you build your team in the trenches, and there's a lot of guys that are going to be taken in, in the first three to four rounds that are going to be really really good depth pieces for a lot of good teams. Yeah, no, I think this is going to be a crazy class. Can't wait for the draft to come up in April. It should be loaded. And then leading up to that, I'm just looking forward to the rest of the QB dominoes to fall into place. Like we mentioned earlier, the receiver dominoes. Speaking of receivers, shout out to Mike Williams getting the bag, man. Got a $60 million deal with the Chargers, so salute to him. For sure. For sure. Yeah, all right, man. Some quick takes before we get out of here. We've seen LeBron over the weekend put up the 50-burger and knock off the Warriors, then took the next game off because he was exhausted. (laughs) So, so I want to salute to him. I see Devin Booker is back officially from his uh, COVID. protocol. Yeah, the COVID protocol. And he is returning just in time as they take on the Miami Heat. That's going to be a good game tonight. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie Irving last night put up a 50-point performance on 19 shots. Yeah. I think he was 15 of 19, if I'm not it's mistaken. The, the efficiency <laughs> of this man is insane that's ridiculous that that's nuts (laughs) march madness kicks off next week like me and you are both locked into the conference conference championship weeks this week oh god i I would be remiss if i did not mention carolina beating the brakes (laughs) oh oh boy i tell you (laughs) coach k brought all them alumni back All them players on the court to watch them boys get rinsed. <laughs> Coach K charged people 5K per ticket to see Duke get smoked. <laughs> that boy is a loser. <laughs> a loser. <laughs> nah, man, in all seriousness, that's a really bad loss for Duke. Yeah, it is. And, and Coach K's final game in Cameron Indoor Stadium. Wally known as arguably the greatest college basketball coach ever. And your team got rinsed by their by their literal down-the-street rival, yeah. biggest rival in college basketball. And after they had all that, ESPN did a whole thing. They had they had a camera on him the entire game. He spoke before the game. He spoke after the game. I loved it. Fans were crying all over TV. It was great. Jay Will was sick. I loved every minute of it. Lo- loved every minute of it. Go Heels. <laughs> Go Hills, go America. Go, <laughs> go, go America. Go Hills, go America. <laughs> hey, man, time out. Before we get out of here, Calvin Ridley. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> Bruh. Hey, yo, Calvin Ridley. If you needed somebody to place your bets, why didn't you hit me? <laughs> Bam. How you get called? <sighs> Bruh. <laughs> Use his own Cal- cell phone. Cal- Use his own Calvin. account. Like, bro. <laughs> Don't tell me you logged into Bovada when you were supposed to be out of the game for mental health. He had Don't the FanDuel on deck. Don't tell me you was on FanDuel and you were <laughs> taking off games for mental health. You are sick. You do need help. You were, and you were betting on the Falcons? Bruh, oh. to win, I know. Man, There's so much wrong with this, but you were betting on the Falcons. <laughs> You don't deserve to play football. They're, you wanted to lose your money. Like you wanted to lose your money. What you putting the Falcons in the parlay no. for? They're not winning. <laughs> Yo, I don't know if you've seen the clip online, but 
they was like Calvin really was always taking his under on yards, and it was a, it was like a whole reel of him like running backwards. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yo, this dude Tyler Boy, <laughs> this dude Tyler Boy, bro. I ain't, don't even worry about it, Calvin. I'm not taking your over on no yard. <laughs> you better you better believe it, man. That's all I got, man. I want to thank everyone for listening. Thank everyone for tuning in. Remember, Black Lives Matter. They always matter, and they will forever matter. Shout out to all the women in, you know, Women's Month. Yeah. Salute to y'all. For Shout sure. out to all those in Russia. Our prayers are still with you with everything going on. Yo, gas prices are going up crazy. Skyrocket. Like, like, like OD crazy. So everybody stay inside. Like, yo, Joe, I don't know what you're doing telling everybody they need to get <laughs> back into the office, but cut it out. Like, Facts. like, we ain't got time for that. I'm not trying to go back to the office. Like, cool it. But we, we thank y'all for all the support, continuing to get our views and shares up. So we appreciate y'all guys. Yeah, man. And, you know, we appreciate, you know, all the love and support you show us on all the social platforms, also all the streaming platforms. Guys, it's nasty. I still protect your stuff. Still wear your mask. Still wash Please. your hands. Yes. Um, gas prices are outrageous. Stay home. <laughs> okay. <laughs> straight like that. Just straight like that. Just get a bike. Get, get, <laughs> get a bike get, get, a, get, a, get a bike bro like gas prices are nuts like stay home apple podcast google play spotify SoundCloud, SoundCloud. all those things all, like all, all the platforms calvin ridley like link with me bro link with me <laughs> i will put I your can, parlays in bro i promise i'll put the parlays in for you bro you don't we don't need you getting suspended for the whole year but i ain't been like, on falcons <laughs> Yeah, bro. Yeah, I ain't either. Like, if you want me to do that, it's over. Like, yeah, <laughs> the I, agreement I, is done. It, yeah, bro. I'm just not placing the bet, man. I'm out of it. Yep. Really thought it ain't no debate. No way, ain't no escape. Big dog eating off the plate. Cool breeze, mops with the same. Flexed up now, John Cena. Rocked up more than Serena. Wife a baddie looking like Nia. More drip, more than a leader. I'm at the wood. I said I would get. No mediocre. I'm feeling like Tip. Sound like to me, we got us a hit. They can't even drip line. So sad. Savvy is a swag daddy. Red eye flights out to Cali. Holding bags looking like a caddy. Penthouse vibes, no addy. This is the wave to give them the feeling. Rappers be capping, no, I don't feel you. Feel like the man when I walk through the building. Too many scars and spiritual healing. I got a million dreams. I got a million schemes. We going crazy, we going crazy. We got the winning team.